I just want to like be like Iris Apple or, or somebody like really oh, yeah. fabulous that doesn't doesn't give up on like you know presenting itself but the thing is in this pandemic I already gave up so I'm like not on the path. <laughs> Hi welcome back to episode four of Same Shit Different Brain with me Rebecca Ryder. This is being recorded right after the one year anniversary of lockdown starting which I think has given a lot of us cause to think God, time really flies when you're having fun, doesn't it? (laughs) No, but seriously, the latest poll I did on Instagram asked whether people think their mental health is generally better or worse than it was a year ago. And it was completely 50-50, which makes total sense because while I do think we have more in common than we realise in terms of our thoughts and difficulties, there are obviously many different experiences being lived and some people are bound to find it more difficult than others. If I'm being honest, I did originally think I would answer that better, but I actually feel like we're so far removed from real life now that I've lost all concepts of how I used to actually feel. And I do also feel like the days are just blending into one more than ever. So, happy Easter. So this episode, I have Jade McSorley as my guest. She's a model and business founder. And we were just introduced a couple of weeks ago before virtually meeting this week. But she was the loveliest girl you could hope to meet and I loved our chat. She was really open and kind enough to share her experiences with some really difficult things she's been through, including grief with a very recent close bereavement, an eating disorder when she was younger, and what she finds are generally her own personal challenges around mental health. Jade came third on the fifth series of Britain's Next Top Model and her story is really inspiring. She is such a good role model and think it was really interesting to hear her point of view coming from the model side on things like the pressures of social media, the effects that Instagram can have on impressionable young users and even the effects of eating disorders and why they can occur. She was determined to prove that you can overcome a serious mental health condition and live the life that you want to live with the right support and you could tell how much she wanted to do that to help other people as well which is just fantastic. She moved to New York for her fashion career after the show and she's now in London continuing her career alongside launching her new fashion rental business Lonehood which she and her co-founders are currently running a crowdfunder campaign for. It's one of those ideas that's so good you can't believe it hasn't really taken off in the UK yet especially how passionate a lot of people are about sustainability here and consuming clothes in a much more conscious, ethical way. But I honestly can't wait to rent some items I probably wouldn't usually invest in to wear once we're allowed out again. I have my eye on a Rixo dress already. Jade also has the cutest Brussels griffin dog called Ludo, who made an appearance during the episode. So listen out for her because she sounds as cute as she looks. So I hope you enjoyed the episode. It all sounds very exciting with Lonehood because I saw that you're practically there now with your target, aren't you? I saw the update today. Yeah, so basically, um, NatWest backer business. It was a it was a like an initiative from NatWest where they were supporting women led businesses. Um, we were going to do it um, before, and then obviously COVID kind of hit, and then um, they stopped doing it. I think they were inundated basically with with new businesses by women, which is great. But um, but then they stopped, and then um, so we just decided to go ahead and do it through crowdfunder. But then NatWest got in touch and said that there, there was some money that they wanted to give us um so so yeah so it's thing and then and now it's just like seems to be like loads of more people have come out to support us and yeah we're basically there I think we've got about um 300 pounds to go and we've got 10 days oh I bet you're of the moon then oh yeah yeah yeah. oh gosh we were so scared we were just like you know sweaty palms and um panicking that we were never going to reach it because we were like oh no we've got like so much money to raise but we just need kind of you know support from big chunks of money but but at the end of the day any anything that anyone can add is like we're so thankful 
grateful for so yeah um, yeah I mean it's like I know we chatted about the other day but it's definitely something that people are really can get behind at the moment and I know it's sort of similar to on the last episode was saying I had Alison on with managed fashion movement so it's like it's nice because that's happening now in London and then this is happening up here and it's like fashion sort of there's there's a lot of things happening like some big movements and things going the right way in terms of sustainability because I mean in America rentals have been quite big already haven't they like with rent runway is pretty big isn't it that's a few years yeah that that's that's really big that's like kind of like a that they call it like the unicorn like story because it was like the one the first one to kind of crack the market but I think it just kind of just shows that the model works you know and and it's seen how successful that is it only kind of makes you kind of think no 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 there's there's space for for others it's and there needs to be more rental models whether you know there's so many different types you could do they they keep the stock there's peer-to-peer you know subscription-based or one-off and there's so many different ways you can kind of there's so many opportunities for 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 rental and within fashion and it's crazy that it hasn't been tapped into yet it's like you know yeah talk to people on Sunday would you rent clothes and like oh oh I don't know like somebody wearing my clothes and I'm like yeah but have you slept in somebody else's bed and they're like yeah I'm like have you used Airbnb (laughs) then you have slept in somebody else's bed um like have you used somebody else's car or have you used somebody else's like you know so and then they're like oh yeah yeah, it's it's just one of those that once it does become just generally accepted and known about it, it'll just take off. I think it's um it's the yeah. next step, really, isn't it? It's all about the access economy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So access or, or sharing economy. I mean, we like we see it as more access economy because it's about you know you can make some money doing it as well. It's not about you know offering your clothes for free. You can actually have like a side hustle with it. You can make money from your own wardrobes. But it's like providing that access to like wardrobes, you know, that you wouldn't necessarily be able to. And the amount of my friend's wardrobes that I wouldn't have access to, it's, you know, without feeling cheeky to ask you, just like, you know, if it's on the platform, then you'd be able to borrow them um, and wear them yourself. So... So yeah, it's definitely this economy is 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 like you know so much more to give and offer. It's just um, it'll be really interesting to see you know what other kind of models and ideas come out of that. Not even just within the fashion space, but across all industries. Yeah, no, definitely. It, it sounds exciting. So, how many more days do you have left on the crowdfunder now? Yeah, we have ten days left. Ten days. Um, left. Yeah. So, but the thing is, is like we have our target, but then we have a stretch target. So it's oh. like what we have a stretch target of like what it's like our wish list. Basically, it's like this is what. Oh, sorry, that's my puppy <laughs> that's barking. Okay. Um, so be like you know, our target is what we need, and then our stretch target is what. We could do so much more the, the more money we raise. So it's really exciting now if we feel like we've got possibility. Um, oh, yeah, to finally, you know, get the app out there, get it refined how we want it and get people on using it because that's, you know, that's our aim for this like end of spring summer so well because I saw that you're starting like local aren't you so I guess obviously the more you get the more you'll be able to build it up become a bigger thing <laughs> so- sorry <laughs> it's a shame it's it's a podcast and you can't see her because she's just, just ridiculous she's so cute she's yeah. a Brussels griffin so she's um she's like a little gremlin oh <laughs> <laughs> oh. even her bark's cute <laughs> I know she you can't shout at her even when I'm working on work calls and she's still um <laughs> but yeah sorry I've lost my train of thought there what, what was it um so yeah so basically you were starting a uh, local weren't you does that mean you can build it up more quickly if you hit the stretch target well I mean we're starting in London because that's where we're based and yeah. and you know our our vibe is I guess more East London yeah it's more about creatives and like kind of artistic people on board but but it doesn't we're not like limited to London I mean if you if you rent something and use postal services then obviously you can somebody in Manchester could rent of course in London um we do encourage like in-person pickup because obviously it's the most sustainable way you're not you know you can walk and pick up and it's kind of creating this community and we realize that every community has a it's, it's really different like I'm from the north I'm from Middlesbrough 
and yeah. you know people within there you probably rent different types of clothing to to anywhere really like you know anywhere oh. in the UK and even a you know a, in, even abroad so it's like forming those communities and and using fashion as that kind of tool for like for connecting and and being social and and that's what it is it's like we see it kind of like yeah pockets of communities all around but again those channels are not limited to that community we they're open and yeah we want people to kind of like yeah make connections all over the place really yeah no it's fantastic because I mean uh, one thing that I've definitely noticed like over lockdown is that I've got things in my wardrobe that I might not have ever worn again and I'm just wearing them all the time because I, I, I mean I've tried to be like more I was always into like sustainable fashion anyway and like ethically minded but just that even more so it's like the issues have been highlighted since the pandemic began obviously you know the imbalance of power and everything like that and the way that people are treated and where garments are being sourced people are aware of that but yeah just going more into my own wardrobe like that's the best like you have that quote on your site don't you like the most sustainable piece of clothing is the one that you already wear so Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah it taps into what a lot of people have been realizing Um, yeah exactly and it's you know it's just it's kind of starting with what you already have I think we have this kind of um need to kind of recreate ourselves all the time and kind of keep up with Jones's kind of feeling um when actually if you kind of take a step back which I guess the pandemic has forced us to do you kind of look at actually what you have in front of you um and you give value to it and you know and we we hope that by kind of giving value to our clothes and our own wardrobe it'll kind of slow down the industry so that actually those within the supply chain that are overlooked and working in really bad conditions in the lower end of the supply chain will kind of get that quality and value back into their work and they will be looked after you know hopefully it looks after much more better but we I feel like we need to kind of step back and slow things down yeah and yeah and just kind of look at the things around us and and what we and like I said the pandemic has definitely kind of forced us to all do that yeah and, um, you know I'm wearing I'm probably wearing the same thing too to be honest but I'm definitely looking at things in my wardrobe thinking I can't wait to get out and wear that again or, or yeah you know. yeah well there's definitely quite a few things that I've not been putting on because they're not joggers and they're not comfy <laughs> well yeah I know I know that's the thing is that you put on a pair of jeans now and it's like oh god these are so uncomfortable why did I wear these every day but <laughs> yeah it'll be nice to get enjoyment out of clothes again I mean like just today like I put on something a bit more like nicer than I would normally it just makes you feel better anyway doesn't it dressing up is definitely makes you feel like uplifted exactly and you know that's the thing with with lonehood is we we recognize that we want to carry on this love affair with clothes we want people to feel good in what they wear and express themselves and try different things but obviously we don't want people to be kind of running back to the shop after the pandemic and start buying new to update their wardrobe because you know they're sick of their their own there's other ways to do that and to kind of and rental is just such a brilliant thing to do because it benefits both sides you know you're kind of being able to kind of recreate looks at a fraction of the cost you don't have to buy new um and you know generally people wear things a few times and stop wearing them but this time like actually you have to send it back so you make the most of the clothes that you have in that time that you're renting and then you can send it back and then try something else again so yeah so that's why we feel like actually you know this has been a real good opportunity actually for us to emerge from the pandemic thinking you know in that try this new alternative way because we've realized that we haven't we've coped for a year without having to go and shop and buy new haven't yeah. we like you know we had, no one's it can be done <laughs> yeah it can be done so it's a real good chance to kind of like come out of this with a you know different ways of looking at things and different ways of doing things yeah so I guess you guys would have had these plans for like how many years does it date back when you first thought of Lonehood so it's probably like two years in the making um had I the money and the technical expertise it would have been running up then and then maybe we would have been one of the rent the runways one of the first but no, it started when I was studying my master's at London College of Fashion. Mm-hmm. I was doing Fashion Futures, which is, it has like, you know, it places sustainability at the core of everything we do. In It's quite a abstract, speculative course, um, looking to the future yeah. of fashion, basically. 
And I kind of, it kind of all stemmed from that, really. I wanted to use my experience in the fashion industry. I was a fashion model before I went back to uni. Yeah. And I could see that, you know, it was going to be harder to change mindsets and behavior than it would to create a kind of new model that kind of fits with how people kind of work and consume anyway. You know, it, rental is still quite fast in the way that it allows you to consume clothes quite quickly. Yeah. It kind of, like I said, it kind of gives that kind of fashion fix that you need of like constantly updating. So you don't have to change your mindset too much. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. sorry no, it's OK. I was just going to say people can still access what they want and even more because if you think yeah. the designer side of it, like they can access clothes that they might never have otherwise. I mean, that's that's one of the really great things about it. And people might even think, I want to make an investment purchase, but I'm a bit scared of spending this money. And then they could even think, well, I'll buy this and then I'll rent it out as well. Exactly. You you can make it back within, you know, if you rent it for 20% of the retail price within five rentals, you've, you've already paid off what you've spent. Yeah. And then you're just making money on it. And then it becomes a true investment piece and also you know when I was doing the course I really realized a lot of the kind of limitations to to sustainability from a consumerist perspective it was kind of like that I mean price point was a huge one you know like if you want to buy anything sustainable it's gonna be more expensive because there's so much more time and like things that have really thought out the materials are probably more expensive you're you, you might want to produce locally instead of going offshore where it's cheaper and there's mm. a lot of these factors that actually when you do buy a sustainable piece it is it's like well I can't afford that so you know I'm just going to go back and shop fast fashion yeah so again this is again I was like well this is another tick in the rental box because it is you can um it is cheaper and you can actually wear designer pieces at your at, you know at your price point and and I say that to my you know my sister's who are fast fashion addicts I'm like well you know you can wear something designer now and it'll be still the same price as that new dress that you just bought you just won't be able to keep it but at least you'll get to enjoy wearing it and have a you know create a a memory with it wearing that dress that's amazing yeah exactly I mean half time you might or people might buy something intending they think I will wear it I'll get wear out of it and it'll just sit there and they might only wear it a couple of times anyway and like we all know that people wear things and post them on Instagram and then after one it one it the one it's the newness isn't it that you've already touched upon did me yeah. anyway but yeah it makes it even more special like you say like it, it makes it more of a memory more of a moment yeah and you know you know when you talk about kind of what you know with your when you talk about well-being and like how we see things like I I really feel that fashion is like it is good for our our well-being like you know it's good to have that kind of um you know that channel of expression like you know and and standing out from the crowd or or evolving yourself in a in a tribe and a community that I think you you wear things differently and um and I think it's kind of like fashion can be like a armor in a way you know you put on a killer outfit and you're going to kill that day you know you're going to go for it um and I, I I think yes be sustainable let's stop shopping I get that but there should be some other ways that we can kind of still retain that you know that sense of self-expression yeah. and creativity and you know use fashion as that but there must be other ways and and that's why we really kind of are behind this idea and we're like we have to make this work <laughs> yeah no I'm sure you will it sounds it sounds brilliant I'm excited to see where where it goes next and I hope you <laughs> match the target even more I mean you already pretty much have so yes yeah Ah, fingers crossed (laughs) (laughs) so I'll start with I know you've touched on it a little bit but how is your day going today uh um it's been pretty hectic to be honest so yeah doing too much no time like all of us but um yeah I'm not complaining I I am complaining but I'm not (laughs) just busy (laughs) (laughs) busy is good and good 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 is busy so yeah yeah I know that's what I try and tell myself on the hectic days (laughs) like you've got lots of going on don't worry but uh yeah we're allowed to vent it's uh healthy (laughs) I I know I know it's like finding those times to vent though it's like at the end of the day when you just want to chill out and you're like I just (sighs) yeah you you have to balance it don't you with finding those pockets of relaxation like yeah 
I'm learning that more as I get older as well. Like I just didn't never made time to do that in the past. And I wouldn't even be in touch with the, the fact that I was so stressed or burnt out. Sometimes I just carry on and keep going and trying to fill my time and being so busy. I mean, I think yeah. that's what a lot of us have realized over the last year. Yeah. But um, I think we were all at the point of break, like a breakdown before then, uh, before this pandemic hit. I think we were all kind of racing towards a goal that we didn't even know what it was. Like, no. but, <laughs> you know, like constantly in the future and never in the present. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It really forced us to just take things day by day, which was crazy. Like that never would have happened before. Like we couldn't look forward to holiday or like the next thing with like nothing being certain. So yeah, that was definitely a good point of it, I think. So obviously, you know that we discuss general mental health on this podcast and uh, have like open conversations about it, basically. So in terms of your own mental health, what are the things that impact it most do you know what I saw this question um that you said over before and and I was trying to think about what actually impacts my mental health I mean I've I've had a long um battle with mental health um and the the problem is I never know where it stems from um I don't know what brings it on I don't know where the anxiety comes from I don't know where the worry comes from I mean there's definitely stuff in my life like that would make me worry like work and family money you know friends relationships there's, there's all these things that you know um can have a can have an impact but usually when something's wrong in that like when I know what it is that's wrong I generally can kind of cope with it yeah it's when I don't know what's wrong and I still feel like shit and I still worry that I'm like, actually, uh, like, that's the worst part for me. I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. I, I think a lot of people are finding that at the moment as well. Like, I'm reading so many things about people feel like they're okay, but then they realise they've actually not been okay for a while. And that someone said today, on I think it's something I read on Twitter, saying I've act- I actually gaslight myself quite a lot because I tell myself I'm fine with how things are going. Then I realise, you know, people are worried about real life starting again people are worried about all the uncertainty but sometimes you just can't put your finger on it you're like oh I think I'm all right with it I think I've found a routine I'm used to this now I I like you tell yourself you like the peace and quiet and everything and the calm but it's just yeah it's the the uncertainty still around it all it it is it is that uncertainty like I I definitely I never I'm, I'm the future is so uncertain that it worries me um you know to the point where I panic about hypothetical situations that you know I'm like and then I'm like oh my god you're actually going to make this happen because you're thinking about it so much yeah it's like stop thinking about it or you're going to do it it's like it's that kind of self-jeopardizing yeah yeah your own kind of like life and stuff and and yeah I do it all the time and when things are really good I, I, I just I'm an anxious mess um and it's something that I'm definitely trying to kind of you know live in the moment and appreciate the good things without yeah you know feeling but then again it's like I don't know if you have the same feeling I don't know if it's just me but I feel sometimes like really guilty when things are going well I'm like oh no oh like God, yeah I, I, yeah I feel so much about the stupidest things like it's it's crazy yeah. and then like I think I had that a lot last year like I was just thinking all the time about people who were living alone or people who you know had poorly family members or who were struggling financially or just there was just so much suddenly there was so many things to worry about weren't there and it was, it was like which one yeah. do I focus on and then you think oh I'm generally not doing too bad out of it so yeah yeah, yeah I know what you mean I can identify and you can yeah and you kind of feel like as you know if it's really hard to say oh I'm happy I feel like it's the hardest thing yeah to say because then you feel ultimately then you're straight away I'm like you feel guilty it's like you know it took me a while to to say I was happy and I go up and down a lot yeah some days you know most days I, I can't say it yeah is it is an issue it's an issue but it's funny isn't it I don't know whether it's a British thing as well like because British people are quite self-deprecating and it's sort of not accepted to big yourself up or ever or celebrate or you know shout about things going really well that's quite 
tied in with that like cultural thing as well <laughs> to be honest yeah I mean I, I definitely I definitely have that feeling I, when I was living in, in New York I, I just couldn't get my head around when people were like this is amazing this is great you know like I, and, and they'll be like you're amazing like this whole thing and I'm like I can't say that I just, just, <laughs> I just but, but then I was like so in awe of their kind of like you know energy and you know the fact that they could say how amazing this was and I was like yeah yeah it's, it's good yeah it's good but it could be improved <laughs> like, yeah. why why am I doing this to myself just go with it <laughs> yeah that is a big difference in America like the the, the positivity yeah. I know like not all of them I guess some of them are, I guess especially in New York maybe some of them are like quite cool for school um but still <laughs> compared to us yeah right. but de- definitely more positive and it's like maybe that's a generalization but it's just like that's how I felt when I was over there like living there it was like oh okay so yeah. it's it's okay to be positive and it's good to be you know expressing yourself and your feelings and your you know and, and saying like I am good but I just yeah I couldn't I couldn't do it I, I came back to England thinking uh, no um, uh, <laughs> I, I can't I can't bring that back with me unfortunately <laughs> yeah I mean old habits die hard I, it's a good thing to learn and notice like it, it probably rubs off a bit just being around it but yeah but, no yeah. it does and I think it like I feel like you sh- should take on elements of all cultures you know and how people see life yeah um, definitely you know and luckily I, I have like traveled a lot with work so it's it's interesting to see how people yeah view kind of like how they how what life means and and how they see, position yeah. themselves within life like and whether they're content or really positive or you know it's it's really interesting yeah from a cultural standpoint yeah I used to live in Spain for a few years and I think oh nice one of the main things I loved about being over there was like on Sundays because everything's still closed over there it was just focused on people being together like either families being together or people meeting up like a very social day going Mm. out like sitting at the beach together or going out for food and doing whatever and it was just so relaxing you were just forced to just go along with that and I mean it's much slower way of life anyway so that's generally god remember when we grew up and we had like Sundays where like you couldn't even go to the shop Sunday is closed (laughs) I kind of miss that and Wednesday afternoons as well they used to be closed yeah half day Wednesday and all day Sunday yeah you can't imagine that now no I can't imagine that but I, I just couldn't remember it I felt like it was really inconvenient at the time like you know I wanted to go and get chocolate or whatever from from the local shop but <laughs> yeah now I'm like bring it back like I would I kill to have a Sunday that forces you to stay in I mean I guess the pandemic is that at the minute so well, yeah every day is like Sunday <laughs> yeah Morrissey said um so what would you tell other people going through these things that you think impact your own well-being Oh gosh, I wish I was, um, you know, an expert in this, but um, I, I guess the thing that's kind of always helped me. Um, I mean, I, if we're going to be honest, I had anorexia when I was younger, um, in my teens, and it's definitely something that still you always have within you. It's it's a it's a it's a daily struggle sometimes um sometimes you know better than others and sometimes you just don't think about it all which is like amazing Mm. um never thought I'd ever get to that point in my life um but I guess yeah the thing that kind of gets me out of those dark days is purpose um having something to work towards I mean it can be purpose of family as well like I think that was like a huge part of it seeing my family how much they were suffering because I was suffering and it kind of forced me to you know kind of get myself pull myself together a little bit Mm -hmm. um and do it for them I think because when you're in that kind of zone you kind of lose any kind of you don't really care about yourself so to actually (laughs) do it for yourself is really hard place to start so actually doing it for for somebody else or or doing it for a purpose is is um yeah it's really kind of empowering I think and and I guess that's why you know 
I went back into education to do my master's in sustainability because it was a passion yeah that I really I, I really believe in and it gives me a new purpose so every time I'm having those kind of down days or I feel like things aren't going around like no 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 you're you're aiming for something bigger than you and it's and it's positive uh, and 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 in doing that as well you kind of bring a lot of people on that journey with you so you don't feel as alone yeah 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 that must be a, a, a huge help yeah I, I work for Priory group during the day so um obviously one of the things we treat is eating disorders so I've like spoken yeah. with some of the girls um who were in treatment with us before mm-hmm. um yeah that that seems to resonate with what they've said as well about feeling like they're doing it for their family and they stopped caring about themselves. They sort of help them come out of it. And I think social media as well is like a thing that they always seem to mention. And they specifically are like coached in treatment about how to approach social media. I mean, probably Instagram is the big mm-hmm. one for them really. And how to consume content without being so affected by it. I mean, it's, I know there are lots of reasons. Yeah, that is, that is like... I could see that from a um I mean when I when I first had it I mean so Instagram wasn't even around yeah um but I remember getting kind of <laughs> so I, I, when I started I was on Britain's Sex One Model so it was kind of yeah um I, I, I was I had anorexia thing and I went into top model and um they they were quite I, I mean I didn't win because it was kind of like they didn't couldn't see them kind of promoting an eating disorder yeah. which I, I I understand but it was kind of like I really wanted to to kind of do the the competition because I felt like you know it proves to those people that have went through the illness that there is actually light at the end of the tunnel and it doesn't define you and you know it's you can achieve something beyond having that illness you're not just the girl who has anorexia um or or anything you know so yeah so this like I said it was like way before social media but again it was like kind of pushed into the like limelight and then I got kind of criticized from quite a few people that I was kind of been a bad role model um and that I shouldn't have been on the show because you know it was kind of influence of the girls even though I was very honest that I'd had this um eating disorder in the past and I was coming out of it and I really wanted to kind of um I, I just wanted to kind of do good with my life you know I wanted to step away from it so so when they look at social media I just as a as a model you kind of have this responsibility of kind of as a model it's like as a role model in a way like you're the face of campaigns you're you're the face of these e-commerce sites like ASOS and things you know things like that like girls are looking to you in the clothes that you wear so you have to be healthy and my agency who were amazing they were like look you can't be too thin you have to be healthy you you have to be a, a really healthy BMI because the model agent modeling industry is changing and it's not about being size zero it's about kind of representing kind of that kind of healthy look because they're realizing the responsibility that we have on on people younger younger girls and boys um so when social media came around and you know now you have these kind of filters and photoshop apps and and the palm of your hand Mm. like you know of course you're gonna manipulate those pictures and stuff like that and and it's it's gonna create issues it's gonna create problems and there's no regulation there's nobody telling you you don't have to do it there's no agency behind you or industry that is saying you're not allowed to do this because of the influence that you're having so it's a huge it's a huge problem and I kind of stepped away from it I remember when it came out they were like you have to be on Instagram you have to show selfies of yourself it's part of your business as a model and I was like no I don't want to do that like it's like I have an agency an industry that's protecting me and putting me out there and they know what's right and they know like I don't want to do it myself like I don't I don't know yeah I don't know if any of that made sense I kind of went into a no it did definitely monologue there because I (laughs) sorry yeah you were setting a boundary to protect yourself as well because obviously you trust your agency which is really good um so it's just because it's the done thing you know it doesn't mean that it it can't be challenged and you don't have to 
market yourself in that way if you don't want to. But I think there are positive moves being made. I read something a couple of weeks ago, I think, that I don't know whether it was Instagram that have brought this in, but they're not allowing influencers to use filters anymore in like paid posts. I don't know how that would be regulated, mm. but it, it sounds like a step in the right direction. I hope so. I hope so. Because I, I mean, it's just it, it's it's just funny how not funny, but you know, it's crazy how like a modeling industry was criticized so much. Like, you know, and I, rem- and I remember going, I worked at Body Shop once and they were like, we're not using any Photoshop, nothing. Like, and it was that was quite like, you know, disruptive. It was quite activist, yeah. you know, of Body Shop to do that. And, um, you know, we've been criticized of portraying these like bodies that are not realistic and all this and then suddenly you have it in the public domain and everybody's doing it and it's like you know we need to yeah just take a step back and realize like we have influence and we have choices and we have this responsibility as well yeah because people are looking up to a false reality really I mean especially like impressionable young girls if people like I've mentioned this before but like I think Kendall Jenner was caught out like um making her waist thinner and it's like what yeah. what chance do they have of like having any sense of normality it's it's um yeah it, it's dangerous and it is dangerous really that, dangerous you know, that feels that sense of responsibility so yeah it, it's clear that you are a good role model and you've you've proven those people wrong who thought you might not be uh, <laughs> well, I don't know if I'm that good a role model but you know <laughs> it's some, many aspects of my life but this one I feel very passionately exactly exactly <laughs> and what is usually your coping method when you're having a bad day um I'm really to be honest I'm really into yoga um and any ex like exercising is brilliant um it really kind of I try to do it every day even if it's just a walk just to kind of get a bit of exercise it kind of mentally I I don't really do it physically for physical matters but I do it just because it makes me feel so much better uh yoga is is, was something that really helped me through modeling I actually went and did my yoga teacher training which was was really interesting as well yeah but I I used to go to reading a lot but I feel like now I kind of consume so much information when you're kind of online and reading and the news that I kind of stepped away a little bit from reading but I would like to get back into it and also I keep a diary yeah which I find really useful yeah Yeah. I've really got into yoga more of the last year as well like like you say I think a lot of people have realized this like just doing exercise not necessarily for image but just realizing the impact that it does have on um yeah our mental health and when you're not rushing around everywhere anymore you need that movement just kind of get into your body and I'll try and do that at the start of the day I mean having a dog helps as well because that does get you outside for regular work oh yeah yeah she's been a bit of a lifesaver this year um, she was a lockdown puppy <laughs> you know oh. everybody's doing it now but I did in my defense I, I have wanted one for a long long time but um oh, but yeah, yeah she's good time to bite the bullet and go for it definitely like exactly where we're not going anywhere so <laughs> yeah my dad locked down so much better for me like he's just my entertainment my source of affection and encouragement yeah. when he's watching me do uh, yoga or whatever <laughs> Oh, does he know? Every time I do yoga, she like jumps at my face when I'm in downward dog and I'm like, not a good time to play. But um, what type of dog have you got? He's a Pedenko. So he's um, like a Spanish oh. greyhound mixed with a black lab. I rescued him. Oh, wow. So he just looks like a black lab puppy, but he's nine now. So oh, cute. He's, um, he's a sweetheart and he's, he's really soft. So he just constantly gives me affection. Why, that's what you need you just need unconditional love I know like it I know so what has been your biggest challenge during lockdown do you think um <laughs> I probably won't go into it but I am um, I lost I lost quite a few people this year so um not to COVID actually right not to COVID, but um yeah it's been it's been a challenge so um and I did get COVID when my dad my dad died and I couldn't go to the funeral um I had to stand outside so that was um 
<laughs> that was not great but um but yeah that's no I mean you know this is the thing it's like when you go to them kind of dark parts of your brain and and you feel like it's going to overwhelm you you have to kind of you have to kind of look for some light like yeah. and what just comes back to like you know having a purpose I mean if I wasn't working on lonehood and what we're trying to achieve there and you know having the dog <laughs> yeah. and, and my boyfriend and my family who who need me as well it's like you've got to keep on going and and my dad was like the best person to have like that lust of life and that motto he always was always like, said to me you know wherever I was like traveling the world for, like for modeling and stuff he, he would I would just text him saying I'm here now just to let him know um where I was yeah um and he would just text me back going keep living it oh. <laughs> and I used to just I just always roll my eyes I was like oh dad's motto you know like keep living it it sounds like a <laughs> something on like an album cover or something um <laughs> no it's a good but it really, yeah it, it's been it's been a challenge um it's yeah. been that probably the hardest part like yeah of my life but yeah I'm sure I'm still sure standing I'd, I'd take my hat off to you because yeah I don't know I mean if it's hard enough you know I this is why I feel guilty I have my days where I feel like I'm not coping with it and I'm like I've not really had to face challenges like a lot of other people have so yeah it's amazing it's, yeah. that you're it's been so it's well. been um yeah it's been <laughs> I don't know how well I, I don't know if I'm doing well but um taking every day and yeah it's it's just kind of a bit of a blur at the minute this whole year has been a blur but I think it's just been a blur for everybody but it's just yeah yeah one day at a time is sort of the only way you can approach it really isn't it that's that's the best way and you'll be really surprised at how much you can you can actually cope with even though you don't want to yeah that's that's definitely mm. good good to learn um and what has been a surprise positive of lockdown for you um I I mean I guess coming I guess like you know lockdown has really made you kind of sit down with the girls at Lonehood and just kind of really bring it to life and it, that's been a nice kind of it's not been a surprise but it's really been something really like rewarding to work on and kind of yeah. almost cementing of of what we actually want to achieve what we're aiming towards um even through all the kind of trials and tribulations and you know all the you, they've been so supportive of me having going through what what has happened this year and having that time off it's kind of it really kind of I don't know it shows that that kind of human I don't know what the word is, like human decency not that I wouldn't expect that of them anyway because they're amazing girls but it's just you know that kind of um actually us all coming coming together and supporting one another and and kind of being that kind of um support network that you can kind of rely on and surprisingly probably I I, I haven't felt as worried and anxious about things probably because like the worst has already happened for me in in, in you yeah. know this year so it kind of you, you know you kind of realize that actually what is all this worrying gonna do it's not you know bad, good and bad things happen all the time there's no point in worrying about it so I guess that's a bit of a surprise for me personally um just kind of that revelation that was always there and obvious but you just kind of find it hard to see of course yeah you don't really connect to it until you're, you're forced to I guess exactly. but I think a lot of people have found like these moments of like real human connection which which does yep. make it all all better um, or makes it more manageable anyway makes things a little bit easier some of the time yeah I think I've always worried about um what people thought of me or whether people like me and just yeah. this kind of like I don't know why I'm so surprised that everyone is so nice and been so amazing like yeah you know you you just kind of forget that about like but people are there to support one another and they are there to kind of like help you along in life as friends and family so yeah, yeah. no that is nice like just really showing up for you I guess when you yeah exactly most yeah 
so when you do have a bad day what's one thing you always wish someone would do for you um probably just give me space yeah (laughs) yeah I know I feel like um you know everyone wants to make things right and better you know I know my I know my my boyfriend does He, he obviously wants to like make sure I'm the happiest I can be and make everything right but yeah. sometimes you just you don't know what the problem is anyway so it's wow. like you wouldn't you know you can't yeah yeah you don't know what it is so you just kind of like well if I don't know how to fix it you're not going to fix it so just let me be in a mood I know I'm being grumpy I know I'm being annoying but just let me wallow without worry about yeah. you worrying <laughs> yeah exactly because then you feel guilty if you're around other people and you're in a bad mood and you feel like it's affecting them so that makes you feel worse so if you can just it does just be on your own and let it just sort of settle up down on its own with no one else around then you can go back and just I, I mean I think a thing that I think a lot as well is like I, I think a lot of people thought this during the pandemic lockdown I feel like if I'm not being the best version of myself then I shouldn't be around other people but it's like you can't always be the best version of yourself all the time can you but it's like I'll tend to like shut down a bit if I'm like having a bit of a bad period and not really reach out to people as much and go quiet on whatsapp or whatever but sometimes if you are actually forced to reconnect with people then you you think oh god yeah like I was was missing social interaction this is what I needed but you just don't feel up to it when you you're in the low mood or ever you low on energy you don't yeah you're actually more. right to be honest yeah you're right there's so, so many times like I've been in that place and I just yeah not wanted to yeah ha- have that just wanted to be on my own but you probably it's like finding the balance isn't it it's oh. like okay you need like time out that's great but yeah. don't sit in that room forever like come out at yeah. certain points of the, you know of the day and make sure that you have some interaction and don't close yourself off but yeah you need yeah. To, you, I, I guess that's when you need somebody like your boyfriend or your friend to come in and be like okay you've sat on by yourself too much now like, yeah come back to, come back to the world <laughs> the line. yeah space is good but yeah you can have too much of a good thing I think can't you space is good distance is too far yeah exactly yeah perfectly put (laughs) Um, and what do you think is the best thing you ever did for yourself do you know what probably going into top model to in all honesty yeah because I really felt like I shouldn't do it and I couldn't do it um I shouldn't because of this illness and I couldn't because of this illness and and like you know when we were going back to to what we were saying before it's like never get above your station like never kind of think that you're like better than than you are you know like so going into a modeling show was like definitely going against all those kinds of ideas I had um yeah, and just thought I was gonna yeah you know I thought people were just gonna laugh at me and like who do you think you are um but at that point in time you know, I was coming out the other end, I wanted to get better. And for me, in my head, I didn't have anything else to lose. Like, I'd already alienated myself from friends. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't doing anything with life. There was no opportunities, really, for me, I I felt. So that's, that's why I did it. And it was so hard, mentally challenging. I had, you know, you know, especially getting kind of criticism as well was was difficult. Yeah, but but it really I pushed through that barrier that kind of then allowed me to change my life and after then you know I've never had another episode even though like I said I still struggle day to day with with ETs when you know because it's a control thing for me yeah but I've had that experience that I know I won't go back to it and I also know how good it can be when I you know when you just you know forget that side or push it away and, yeah. and, and challenge it you know the um, self-talk exactly so and if I hadn't had those both experiences I might be going around in these vicious cycles still um so I needed to do something extreme and yeah. I'm so glad that I had the balls to do it yeah that's brilliant and what's the one thing you'd want to tell the younger you hmm <laughs> 
well all the things stop worrying like stop stop being anxious like you know stop thinking that you have to be the best in school and things like that like it's you know like stop putting so much pressure on yourself um and you know just to say yes to a few more things and be a bit more open and just stop being so hard on yourself yeah um and I think yeah but I'm still trying to learn now I'm still trying to do that, so. well, yeah, yeah. we're always uh yeah. learning yeah yeah I'll probably not say it to my younger self I'll be I, I want to say it to my future self because I want to stop it <laughs> yeah that's the key isn't it yeah I, I I started doing life coaching last year and that was one of the first exercises she did like she put me into like this breathing state and then said picture yourself in 10 years and what would be the lessons that you'd want to take from that person and what are the lessons vice versa you know um yeah and it's yeah you put yourself in that mindset and if you think a version of yourself now is like someone that you can learn from or someone that is still evolving then it's quite refreshing really quite empowering yeah yeah yeah. I I can see myself as this really calm and collected you know worldly like can host but also can kind of get drunk yeah maybe smoke cigarettes but never affects her skin she still looks glowing and young (laughs) (laughs) I don't smoke but you know just in my head I'm seeing this really chic chic woman yeah um I'll probably never be but you know the vision is there but it's the calm and collectedness that I want to get to (laughs) yeah yeah that's it oh but I have dreams being a chic smoker is um (laughs) (laughs) yeah I think I I always like to think of my future self as like being a lot more glamorous and cool like (laughs) like I'm gonna become a completely different person (laughs) no that's the thing I'm like I just want to like be like Iris Apfel or, or somebody like really oh, yeah. fabulous that doesn't doesn't give up on like you know presenting itself but the thing is in this pandemic I already gave up so I'm like not <laughs> on the path to being Iris I need to like channel her so much more <laughs> yeah just not about aging or anything just completely owning herself I'd love to be exactly able- exactly we'll get there we'll will yes we will um so last question what is your go-to song what are your go-to songs that'll um pick you up on a bad day or just generally give you a boost on any given day uh oh I mean I guess the best the, my, my favorite song is Talking Heads This Must Be The Place nice so that's my favorite I mean you can I always feel happy when that comes on and I always feel like I need to like kind of move yeah as soon as it, as soon as it comes on so yeah, that one. Also, um, oh, when I've had a few drinks, probably Tiffany. I think we're alone now. Comes out and I start. Oh yeah, jumping around. <laughs> That's always a good one. Another big two. Um, yeah, so probably those two would be my my go to. Brilliant. For sure. I like it. Thank you. Well, I'm going to add those to the little playlist that I'm doing on Spotify with all the guest picks. So. Um, oh, brilliant! Brilliant every time like someone says these songs I will put them on loads after it and I'll just go through a phase with these songs and just really get into them so it's it's nice it gives me new things to listen to as well (laughs) yeah that's a good idea actually that's great I know I'm like that as well I'm I'm like one of these people that will listen to a song like a thousand times I'm sure when I see somebody you know when you see on Spotify like people that it's been listened to like six million times (laughs) sometimes I'm like I bet I'm like they think they're doing really well, but I'm probably about 25% of that. It's just me. I'm repeat. <laughs> You're in the top 99% of listeners. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> well, thank oh. you very much. Thank you for being so open and honest. It was really nice chatting to you. I'm glad we got introduced by Anthony. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's been lovely to chat to you. And I hope any of that made sense. It's hard to talk about your own mental well-being, isn't it? Because it yeah. kind of like comes out as gobbledygook sometimes because you're trying to like work it out yourself, like how you're feeling. It's of not, course, yeah. Not that well, yeah, it, it didn't sound like gobbledygook. So but, I look forward to seeing what happens with the rest of your target as well with Lonehood. Oh, uh, yeah. And good luck with it. Yeah, brilliant. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Becky. Thanks, so lovely you. to talk, chat to you. Yeah. Speak to you soon. Have a nice evening. Bye. Bye. Bye.
So I hope you enjoyed the episode and that you could take something from it. I just want to say in honour of Jade's dad who had the best motto ever, keep living it. I can't think of better words to remind us to make the most of every day while we can. See you next time.